Hello and welcome into another episode of the Couch Jams podcast. This is your weekly bonus episode recapping the Couch Jams World Cup. If you're new here, thanks for checking us out. And if you don't know what the Couch Jams World Cup is, that is our four-year, 30-participant fantasy football competition to see who is the best of the best of the 30 participants. Each week, we're doing a bonus episode to recap all the matchups, all three leagues. It is broken up into three leagues, so three 10-man leagues, so that's the 30 people, and we're recapping those today. Uh, we're going to also talk a little bit about week one, or not week one. Heck, I wish we were still talking about week one. We are already on wrapping up week three. We're going to do that. We'll do a little bit of Thursday night preview. Um, but I think, oh, what's that? Oh, yes, the Dolphins did just score another touchdown uh, as they put up a 70-burger. That was pretty impressive. As Packer fans, great to see the comeback, the 17-point comeback. A lot of only a few 0-3 teams left, only a couple undefeated teams left. We'll see how that goes. But you guys are here for the Couch Jams World Cup recap, so let's get into it. All righty. And this is just a reminder if you're listening on to this. These episodes are better if you check us out on YouTube, thecouchgms.com. Search, or not thecouchgms.com, that doesn't isn't active at the moment, uh, but youtube.com, search the Couch GMs, watch over there. As you're going to see all the matchups on the screen here. So again, three teams, we're going to kick it right off. We're going to jump right into Group A. I have to find my screen. Bear with me. Thank you guys so much. As you can see here, we're going to go jump right into Group A, which is Tyler. Couch GM Tyler, his league, and we'll start with his matchup here. Uh, oh, that's right. Recording this a day later, so we're going to go back to week three. And as you can see, Tyler unfortunately falls to 0 and 3. Smile for Camara loses to his good friend Cameron 162.02. I can almost guarantee Cameron has a Miami Dolphin on his bench with that kind of performance in week three. So why don't we check it out? We'll check out the box score down below. He did. He started Raheem Mostert with 41 points in fantasy, and I don't even believe he was the highest scoring running back. Uh, that would go to Devin A-Chain, but you know, only 0.6% of people started Devin A-Chain this week, and he is definitely a hot waiver wire ad this week if he is available. I know, and we'll get to it in Group B, he is on the bench. We'll see if he's on the bench for any of these other guys down below. But also, 49ers had a 10 points to kick off Thursday football, Josh Allen, 21. Tyler still struggling a little bit with Josh Jacobs. Hasn't had returned to form what we saw last year. Another sub-10 point performance. Calvin Ridley, again, struggling as the surprising uh, Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the Indianapolis Colts, led by Gardner Minshew with a 5.5 points. So tough break for Tyler as he now moves to 0-3. Um, but I know one thing, he'll be working the trade Lions who'll be working the waiver wires and don't count him out yet. And if you're in an 0-3 position, it is not too late to change turn your season around, make a trade, make some splash in waiver wire, and get one of those guys. But moving on to our next matchup in group A, that is Ryan versus Andrew S. Um a little bit closer of a matchup here, but Andrew does get the victory moving to two and one at 124.52 to 110.58 over Ryan and Ryan as well moves to 0 and 3. Uh Andrew being 2 and 1 and real quick looking at their lineups here. Uh 
A.J. Dillon for Ryan, you know, no Aaron Jones thinking he'd have a big rate, only finished with 33 rush yards. He is struggling to start off the season. Potential drop candidate as Aaron Jones might be on his way back, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, on Andrew's side, uh, D.K. Metcalf had a decent week, but really his team was carried by Keenan Allen, who had 250 receiving yards, didn't catch a touchdown, but he did throw a touchdown. Um, just the Jaguars, a minus four. That's brutal uh, for defenses, a minus four there. Um, and it does not look like either of these guys had Devin A-Chain on their bench. So we're going to do that for each matchup, see if anyone had A-Chain on their bench in Group A or if he'll be a waiver wire addition. Moving on to our third matchup is against Kempe. If on the screen, you'll say Tyler, but we got two Tyler's. So we'll call him Kempe, our resident betting expert at the Couch GM's podcast. Versus Nick, Kempe gets his first loss of the season, and Nick moves the two and one with a one twenty two point two eight to one hundred five point nine six. Real quick recap: Looking at the matchups here, you can see the breakdown. The Bills' defense with nine sacks, a touchdown, a fumble, only allowing three points against the Washington Commanders, putting up thirty three points we've seen a lot of high scoring defenses in the first couple weeks whether it was dallas in week one the jets had a pretty good week in week one as well the bills now here in week three um a lot of high scoring defenses so those teams we take at the very end of the drafts have been coming up making some big impacts uh kempe though has sam laporta at 18.4 points leading uh rookie tight ends and receptions becoming a big part of that offense uh especially with amra st brown a little bit banged up who he also has, and despite being banged up, still put up 15 points. So uh, I, I really like Sam Laporte, and if he's somewhere still out there on your river wires, that might be a guy you want to go add. Real quick, the Devin A-chain search is still on, and nope, no one had him here, although uh, it didn't cost Andrew, but he had 20 points from Brock Purdy on the bench, but he has Patrick Mahomes, so no, wouldn't have started him anyways. Uh, matchup number four in Group A, Colin Falls 91.76 to Greg, 104.18. Comes back to earth after leading, scoring in week one and week two. Still gets a victory, squeaks one out here. Um, Kirk Cousin continues to go on his tear to be the top fantasy quarterback with another 25-point performance. Uh, Tua had another great week with, obviously, the four passing touchdowns. It's crazy they put up 70 points and he only had 309 passing yards. Just goes to show how explosive that game was and no Jalen Waddle. That Miami's Dolphin team definitely looking scary to start the season. And it was all Jets talk, but I think people were sleeping on the Dolphins. And we'll see what if they peak too early or if they uh, keep this role going here. Again, not too many big breakaways. Unfortunately, Colin did have Rashad White, who only had 5.7 points on Monday night with the fumble. So losing some points there. T. Higgins continues to struggle. Only three points while Jamar Chase had his breakout game and uh, had double-digit receptions in a big night as the Bengals picked up their both win. Real quick search, though. DeAndre Swift on the bench with 14 points. Greg, George, not Greg, George Kittle on the bench with 12 points. Um, who are we talking about for Greg? Sorry, Greg, I forgot uh, your team name off the top of my head. Uh, and no, still no Devin A-Chain. So we got one more matchup to see if we find Devin A-Chain or if he's going to be a waiver wire uh, person that we're looking for this week in Group A uh, as Andrew T of Chaos Reigns gets the victory, moving to 2-1 and one at 127.08 to 108.7 against Sean. 
Sean takes another loss this week. Real ca- quick, we'll recap. Both had good p- performances from the quarterbacks between Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, scoring less than a point apart from each other. Derek Henry, though, despite the victory for Andrew, uh, only two points. Definitely having a slow start to the season. Uh, but once it snows, Derek Henry always turns it on. That's what we that's what we know about him. Unfortunately, a 21-point performance for Andrew. He got Mike Williams, who did end up on IR this week due to tearing his ACL. So Andrew will look to re uh, have to replace him. And moving to 2-1, and one, the waiver wires might be thin for him. And But that's what we'll do there. And it does not look like any of these teams have Devon A-chain. So real quick, we'll just jump into here to players, see how Group A is doing at the running back position. He's available. So is Jordan Love, who's a top fantasy quarterback. C.J. Stroud looking really good passing yards uh, to start the season. And wide receivers, Tank Dell and Adam Thielen. So definitely some options for people in Group A to pick up their slack or you know maybe make a move and get a guy if they lost like a Mike Williams. Or Tyler will probably get Devon A. Chain since he has a little pick, and that could be what he needs to turn around the season. But let's jump over into Group B. That is my group. We'll go recap these games. We'll start with me, who, just like Tyler, I also fell. This week, I pulled up week one where I was the highest scoring, but I was not that this week. I got dominated uh, 162.88 to 114.06 against Bree as Bree moves to 3-0. and Strong start for Bree as she kicks off this season. And if we scroll down here to look at the teams, oh, let me pull up the box where for the people watching along at home, you will see she had Kenneth Walker get 29 points. She had Tyreek Hill, who had 26 points. The Bills defense at 33 points, so that is how uh, she got all those points. I had Zach Moss to get 21.5, so he continues to look good. Uh, One more week until Zach, Jonathan, not Zach, Jonathan Taylor is able to come off a PUP. So Zach Moss might be a trade high candidate if they uh, bring him back to the Indianapolis Colts, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, Mark Andrews continues to struggle as well. Uh, But that wraps up the first matchup in Group B. Moving on to the second matchup, and just so everyone knows, my my wife is walking down the steps slowly. You can come down the steps. I promise it's okay. She didn't want to interrupt here, but we're just talking fantasy football, and uh, she doesn't want to talk anymore because she had a rough week. But we're going to talk about Group B, matchup two. Marcus, uh, 126.54, falls to Josh, who moves to 2-1 and after a rough week one, two wins in a row. 145.74, 145.74, and that's the, th- the thing. Another big point, Raheem Mostert. That's going to be the common denominator of a lot of these high-point performances. Did they have a Miami Dolphin? Josh had a, over 140 points. He did. Also had Justin Jefferson get 24. Garrett Wilson continues to struggle with Zach, William, with Zach Wilson uh, with only putting up seven points there as well. Um Commander's defense, only one point, not great for, for Marcus against the Buffalo Bills. Puka Nakua came back to earth under 10 points. Uh, and, yeah, just he still had Keenan Allen. It was, you know, 126 points should win most weeks, but not when you're playing against someone that had a person score on a team that scored 70 points. So that's what, looking at their bench here. No one really sticks out as, uh, man, I wish I would have played him. I do want to go back to the first matchup here because I know we did it in the Group A review, 
but I'm pretty sure. So Bree put up 162 points. And if I scroll down, yep, she had Devin A-Chain on the bench. So she swaps him out for, let's say, B. John Robinson or maybe flex him for T. Higgins. Add, uh, what's that, 46 points to her score. She breaks the 200 barrier. So Bree's definitely a team to watch out as we move forward. Back into matchup number three, Hayden, 101.482. I don't even know if I want to say this out loud, so I'm just going to whisper it because, Aaron, I'm sorry, 58.48 points. And you might be thinking at home, he must have forgot to set his lineup. So many inactives, and that is not the case. Let me read you his lineup real quick. Daniel Jones, four points. Derek Henry, two points. Jameer Gibbs, eight points. DK Metcalf did have 14 CD Lamb, eight points. Dallas Goddard, six. Miles Sanders was his highest scoring player at 14.7 points this week. Drake London, four points. And then the big one, the Jacksonville Jaguars at minus four points, taking him down to 58.48, which I don't know if this is a record you want, Aaron. Probably won't be, will be the lowest scoring season, uh, point total for the entire season. Uh, Hayden had a pretty decent week. He broke the 100 barrier, which you always like to see in our scoring format. Uh, Kirk Cousins, we talked about him already with another good week. Tutu Atwell, uh, he had a decent, he got the touchdown, so he had a decent week. Cowboys defense came back to earth with only one point. Um, anyone on the, the Adam Thielen on the bench for Aaron definitely would have helped Jared Goff on the bench. So he has some guys. He could turn this around, come back strong next week, and we'll just have to wait and see. If that happens, let's move to the next one. As Shelby gets her second win with a 141.72 against uh, Jeff, or as we like to call him, Sheeler, at 115.06 as he falls to 1-2. and two. And over 140 points, we scroll down, and what do we see? Do we not see? Do we not see any Dolphins players? I'm shocked. I would have 100% assumed. We all Dolphins players, but we do not. James Connor with the big week, 18.6 points. Travis Etienne, dis- despite the Jacksonville Jaguars losing, still put up 15 points. Devontae Adams balling out, 172 yards, two touchdowns, 35 points. Mike Williams, we talked about him. And who does Shelby have to replace him on the bench? Uh, DJ Chark had a decent week, so maybe that's someone. I'll, or she could be looking at the, the waiver wire. Uh, but the real thing is she gets Cooper Cup back soon as well. So putting up 140 points without a Miami Dolphin is a really good week. And getting Cooper Cup back in the near future should be good for her. Moving over to Sheeler's lineup. Again, Khalil Herbert continues to struggle. That Chicago Bears team is just awful. Khalil Herbert is definitely moving closer to a cut candidate than a keep candidate. Um he got the right quarterback. He has three of them, and he started the right one with uh, Tua over Russell Wilson and Justin Fields. So played the right guys, 115 points. Not a bad week. Uh, middle of this pack in terms of scoring. Unfortunately, didn't get the victory. And the last matchup in Group B is Reed at 125.18 against Neal at 109.40. Um, one of the closer matchups in the group today. Again, you're seeing a lot of consistency this week. Not a lot, not a high variance. A lot of these guys, Debo Samuel had a really good week one to kick off Reed's uh, victory on Thursday with 22 points. Which I talked about Sam Laporta already, 18.4. Compare that to the other tight end spot, Darren Waller, who was drafted higher, only 3.5 uh, 
points. Waller and Daniel Jones has not been that security blanket, that high productive output that we had thought coming into the season. Um, so I don't know how much trade value someone like Darren Waller might have, but as a guy, you might want to move on name value more than output or performance. Uh, Neil does have Jordan Love on the bench, but Justin Herbert scored more points than him, so that was a good play this week. Uh, definitely could work on those those bench points a little bit, uh, but he does have two people that didn't play, and David Montgomery and Christian Watson. So I'm not too worried about Neil as we move forward. So that wraps up Group B. One last group. We'll hit on George's group. That is Group C. And unlike Tyler and myself, George is the couch GM that got a victory this week in Week 3. And if you're looking on there, yep, that's correct. 169 nice point nine six points to anthony's 89.62 and what have we said pretty much every game if you score that high you have to have a miami dolphin he had tua and raheem Mostert, so two of them uh kenneth walker had a big day could he have broken the 200 barrier if he swapped some people out doesn't look like it looks like he set a pretty optimal lineup chiefs defense getting 13 points against the chicago bears uh, Anthony at 89 points. Um, Ramondre Stevenson let him down. Start having to start Robert Woods. Not great. CeeDee Lamb, only eight points. Like to see it. Hayden Hurst, after his big week one, struggles in back-to-back weeks, only putting up 1.6 points. Uh, so some work to do on that team, but definitely has some potential to turn it around as well. He is another person that will be getting Cooper Cup back in a little bit. And I guess we have to find Devin A-Chain in this group or see if he'll be a waiver wire uh, ad or target this week. With a 100.88 victory, not often does only just getting to 100 get to a victory, but it does this week as David beats Brandon's 84.84. So Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. Uh, Obviously not a high-scoring game, so just some margin points here. Mike Evans had a great catch. Uh, but, you know, still Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson outpaced him. The Khalil Herbert uh, and Derrick Henry is pretty much a wash. Kyron Williams and Tony Jones, pretty much a wash. So it really looks like the big one came down to Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins putting these two teams over the edge. Other than that, like these were a pretty close matchups. So one more play from someone else or one some play or two plays could have changed this matchup. But David does get the win. The third matchup in Group C is between Josh and Doug. Josh puts up 149.38 as Doug puts up 120.84. 140, we got to check and see, is there any Miami Dolphins? No Miami Dolphins, but there is the Buffalo Bills defense. So that seems to be, if you don't have a Dolphins, you had the Buffalo Bills defense putting up 33 points. And he won by you know, 29 points and 32 of those was the difference between the Bills defense and the Cowboys defense. So that's your victory right there. Scroll on their bench, looking for Devin A-Chain. Ah, that, that is the one. Devin A-Chain on the bench uh, for a 20-point loss, 29-point loss. Played him, would have got the victory. Again, don't feel bad as less than 1% of people started uh, – Devon A chain last week in fantasy football. So one of those weeks it, it sucks, but hey, maybe he finally breaks out and becomes a little bit more consistent. Can't expect almost 50 points every week. Uh, but the Dolphins can definitely have proven they can put up points. So 
a big part of fantasy moving forward. The fourth matchup is Cole versus Mikey UB, and I believe this is the closest matchup of all three leagues at 105.16 to 99.10. So a very close matchup here. And right off the bat, I noticed that, uh, well, I had my teams backwards, so no, I didn't notice that. So despite having a five-point advantage at the quarterback, Cole was able to make it up somewhere else. And scrolling down, looks like Romeo Dobbs and Cortland Sutton. So his two flexes uh, helped carry the load over Zay Flowers and Terry McLaurin. So again, another matchup where if one thing goes a different way, we could be having a different outcome. But instead, Cole goes to two and one and Mike goes to one and two. And the final matchup to recap today is Jim uh, getting his second victory with 160.98 over Jason, who falls to one and two, 110.74. Yep. Uh, Mike Williams, another big performance. Zach Moss, Jamar Chase, talked about him a little bit. Devontae Adams, his big game. So again, another performance that doesn't include a Miami Dolphins. Jim will have to replace Mike Williams, though. 110 points. You got to still feel pretty good about that, especially when your tight end scores 1.6 points. Now, Jason did, uh, because of the late inactive for Jalen Waddle, he didn't clear the concussion protocol. He wasn't able to swap it out. He could have got Damian Pierce in there to make the score a little bit closer, but at the end of the day, he wouldn't have one anyway. So in this case, no harm, no foul when not forgetting to update your lineup accordingly. Uh, you hate to see when players are inactive in starting lineups, uh, but at least this one didn't cost him. So that recaps the the Couch GM's World Cup. Let me switch it back to remove. Oh, I'm losing my mouse. I'm losing my mouse. This is what you all love to see as I get to do this live. And all right, here we go. Ooh, that was a lot tougher than I expected. Let's do a quick Thursday night preview. I like to call this the quickest Thursday night preview. This week is the Detroit Lions visiting the Green Bay Packers. And this fun fact, I know Tyler's oddball fact comes out on the podcast later this week. But fun fact, this is the first time in franchise history the Packers are hosting the Detroit Lions on Thursday. It seems odd because they played so many times on Thursday with the Thanksgiving games. But first time the game is being played in Green Bay on a Thursday against the Detroit Lions. and if you're a Packers player, owner of Christian Watson or Aaron Jones, we got positive reports on Tuesday afternoon that he will, they'll both be uh, likely to play. If I had to guess, Aaron Jones is definitely more likely than Christian Watson. And Christian Watson, I believe himself, even said he might be on a snap count. Uh, so maybe not a force back in your lineup, but if you're struggling with wide receiver helps, he's one big play waiting to happen. So great flex guy. David Montgomery, probably still a little too early for him to re return. So we'll see if Jameer Gibbs uh, can have a better week this week. We saw an explosive outside the tackles running back B.J. Bijan Robinson tear up the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago. Would not be surprised to see a big game out of Jameer Gibbs. Sam Laporta, I talked about him. He is a guy definitely to start this week. You're going to start Amros St. Brown. Um, probably avoid both these defenses because it could either be a, you know, it could be a slugfest, but it also Thursday night games can get weird and it could be a high scoring game. I think Jared Goff and 
Jordan Love at this point are both playing. If I had to pick one defense, it would be the Detroit Lions, uh, just because the Packers are dealing with some injuries up front, and I think Aiden Hutchinson might be a uh, I think there's a good chance he gets a hat trick in sacks. I hate to say that as a Green Bay Packers fan, but that is the quickest preview of Thursday Night Football. Again, that is the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. That'll pretty much wrap up this bonus episode for us. As a reminder, you can check out our regular weekly show with George Tyler and myself every Friday where we preview each fantasy. DM's World Cup, and I will talk to you all later in the week.